Hi, this is Joel Watson from HiJinxAndSue.com. You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio, you lucky son of a bitch. Welcome to another Phoenix Comic Con 2013 edition of Alpha Geek Interviews. My Alpha Geek for this interview is the great and powerful John Scalzi. Welcome to the show again. Thank you. It's good to be here. Good to see that you're out there fighting the good fight and spreading the good word on <laughs> all the wonderful things of whatever. Right. Well, you know, it's been going on actually the 15th anniversary of whatever is this September 13th, which... No, it can't be. It's it's entirely possible and true. Aye. The uh, The blog is actually older than my daughter, which blows my mind. That is so wrong on so many levels. And yet so right also, though, because, you know, so much of what I did, you know, good fortune came out of the blog, you know. Yeah. Old Man's War I serialized on the blog, and then I sold it. Uh, I won a Hugo for Your Hate Mail Will Be Graded, which was a compilation of it blog was, posts. Which was completely awesome. And I have a second compilation called The Mallet of Loving Correction, which will come out on September 13th. So Most excellent. Look forward to that. Yeah, thank you. Now, you mentioned Old Man's War, so your, your most recent uh, compilation. Yes. But you went it's, off... We call, it, we call it an episodic novel. Uh, which is... Uh, I enjoyed that a great deal more than I expected to. It was surprising for us, the the book, which the human division, you know. Um, we basically did it as an experiment. We didn't know whether people would support the whole, you know, we're going to release it episodically on the, you know, uh, as e- e-books first. And then once we're done with that, then we will put it out as a book you know, in printed form in one single volume. And uh, we didn't know if people would like it, if people would think it was nuts, if they thought we were double dipping or whatever. So, um, but on the other hand, we knew that this the publishing world is changing so rapidly that we had to try new models just to see if they would work. So we, so McMillan and Tor and I really genuinely classified it as an experiment. I think it comes out of their research and development budget. And the fact that the publisher has an R&D department well, is interesting to me. Well, but they, they have to these days. If you don't, if you don't have uh, some people who are actually thinking about where the, where the Internet is going and where publishing is going from this point, um, then, frankly, uh, you're going to get eaten alive. So I'm, I'm happy that, that, that they do have a research and development uh, department or at least budget. Well, if you, if you had asked me before you did this experiment if it was something that I thought that I would enjoy, mm-hmm. I said, yes, I'm going to enjoy the content. Right. But I would have thought I would have found the delivery method in this era of instant gratification, I would have found it annoying. Well, and that's... Instead, I found I, the anticipation was the fun part. Right. The anticipation is the fun part. The, the fact that you actually ha- had to that you had time to actually think about each of those individual stories, which is one of the reasons why we didn't write them like cliffhangers, um, that we wrote each of the episodes um, so that they could stand alone. If you read nothing else in the entire you know, run of the series or the book, but you just read like episode seven or episode nine or whatever, you would be able to... It had a beginning, middle, and an end. It had a beginning, middle, and an end. You could enjoy it just for itself, and then everything uh, you know, worked out uh, pretty well that way. But, but I think that that was to the advantage of because then you could talk about that one in isolation. You could wonder if you had been following all of it, what it meant in a larger sense. There was a lot going on. It was like TV, you know. And one of the nice things for us, you know, was that it meant that for three straight months that people um, were talking about the book, you know, every day. Usually when a book comes out, you get a couple of weeks you know, where people are talking about it, and then the next thing comes out, which is fine. That's the way it's always been. 
Um, but here we were able to capitalize on people being interested in it week in and week out, and that made a huge difference. I caught myself wondering which group of characters would be the focus of the next or if we'd be introducing a new set of characters. Right. And that lent itself to a level of expectation and kind of rooting for, oh, I want to hear more about right. Team A. And it, it definitely brings something different to the reading experience. It's, I would think it's probably something from our past of the serialization of early media like that. I think so, but the, and the, the nice thing about it is also, I mean... Uh, for me as a writer, it meant that I was able to do more. I mean, simply, um, most novels, you tend to follow one particular person or one group of people very closely. Um, but if you do it episodically like we did, then you you have the space to explore a little more of the universe. And it doesn't seem weird because um, it's not like a novel where you're like, and now I'm just completely deviating you know, uh, from uh, from things just for, you know, what seems like no good reason, and now we're wrenching back. This, because everybody knew it was one episode followed by another episode by, followed by another episode, you could you could flit around. The the example that we used was, like, in, in the X-Files, there were, you know, the TV series, there were the episodes that were uh, about the mythology, you know, what happened to Mulder's sister. Arc story. Yeah. Arc yeah. episodes. Yeah, what happened to Mulder's sister and all that sort of stuff. But then they had... Uh, also, uh, the Monsters of the Week episodes, and um, and no one ever would complain about those because, you know, quite frankly, everybody got into their idea. Well, that's what you can do with episodic television. We're we're just bringing that general concept into uh, literature, I guess. Well, for me, it totally works. Well, good. I'm looking forward to the next installment, which you said is uh, in negotiation or is confirmed. No, we uh, we we've uh, agreed to a two book deal with Tor, and one of those books is the Human Division. Part two, obviously, that's a working title. We will actually get a real title somewhere down the line. And planning to do a similar, similar serialized release on that? We are looking at all the data that we gathered up for this. Remember, like I said, it was an experiment. We take all the information that we have. We're going to crunch those numbers, and we're going to look to see uh, if we do it just like we did before, what, or if we need to tweak some stuff, or if we need to throw it out. But I would say, generally speaking, um, we feel it's been a success. The sales have been positive, the response has been positive, um, so I suspect it will be serialized again in, in some way. The question now is, will we do it exactly that way, um, or will we try something new? And we'll find out. Possibly groups of chapters, or yeah, there's, who knows? There's All lots of, of possibilities. Yeah. Well, it's good to see that interesting new things are being tried. Right. Well, you, well, you have to. If you don't do it, um, you know, uh, you're losing opportunities. These, these are great times for writers because we're not locked into all the things that we had to do before because we had one specific model. We have options, we have ability to do stuff that we had, didn't have before, so why not try them? Why not see if they work? If they don't work, then at least you know. But if they do work, then there's another tool in your author toolbox. No, we've had a great deal of fun on this show interviewing people like Jonathan Colton's of the world who tried to make a new model for their business and sure. found something that we as consumers love to death. Right, exactly. And uh, a lot of that is possible because, well, because of the electronic stuff, but also uh, simply because I think people in general have gotten used to the idea that um, that things are different, that they're willing to try new things that they may not have been before. Like, you know, Jonathan Colton, you know, distributes his stuff you know, uh, electronically, does it for free, but people still buy his albums because they are 
fans of him. Sometimes multiple times. Sometimes multiple Give times. Give us more like this, please. Right. You know, and then he goes off and he does the Joko cruise where... Which I am struggling to make it to this coming year. Yeah. I keep promising myself and life keeps intervening. Right. Well, and but this is, but this is my point is, is that uh, people... People recognize there are, there's more than one way to skin this proverbial cat. There are lots of ways to to make these things work, and and people are the the fans are willing to try things. Um, so the writers and the creators um, are willing to try them too. It's it's fun. I've been happy to see people kind of scaling down their dreams and realizing I don't have to be a superstar. I just yeah. need to find my audience. Well, I don't think that most people really dream of being superstars. They just want to be able to do what they want to do. And if you can find a niche that works, um, I think the, the vast majority of, of people um, would be happy. You know, I don't know that, you know, Jonathan Colton is going to be any better in a stadium show than he is, you know, um, doing, you know, doing the clubs. I, uh, you would have to ask him. But, uh, you know, I don't know that I would be any happier, you know, uh, at number one on the New York Times list than at number 15. You well, know. at least three of your properties being converted into movies and television at the same time, of course. Because <laughs> that's so much fun. But, my, but, the, the, but the thing about it is is that you do find um, that what the, I think what most creative people are really interested in is being able to do their thing and, and getting it out and getting it heard by an appreciative audience. And hopefully that appreciative audience is large enough that you can eat or, you know, clothe your children and there's something greater than ramen perhaps right but um but yeah i don't think most people want to be superstars anyway i think you know uh i think most people just want to be able to do what they do and have people go that's cool so you mentioned in the pipeline the uh second compilation in the human division storyline right. what else do you have in the pipeline that you're allowed to talk about well i i have that other book which is going to be standalone and i can't really talk about that too much because i'm still formulating it but um the easiest thing to say is going to be a, a near future thriller at least that's the plan now um, sometimes things mutate yes and then uh and then we'll see where we go from there um but uh so doing that i'm working on a video game with industrial toys which was founded by uh, co-founded by Alexander Seropian, who uh, co-founded Bungie and did Halo. Um, the what? Halo. It's Halo. a small game. It's an indie game. I have what, to. I'll have to look that up on on Google. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's doing a, a new game, and I wrote the basic story for that, um, and also wrote a tie-in graphic novel. So those will be awesome. coming out uh, sometime this year, probably. Do you have an idea who's doing the art for the uh, graphic novel? Oh yes. In fact, uh, Mike Choi, who is. Uh, Right over there. Right over there. Uh, and uh, it, his artwork is fantastic. Fantastic. And he's a, he's a conceptual artist and uh, for the video game as well. I mean, this is top-end people that we're working with here. You know, uh, Look Alex, forward to that Mike, one. Uh, Tim Harris, uh, just lots of really excellent people. So You're living the nerd dream. I kind of am. Um, and then I have a couple other projects which I can't talk about uh, but are really cool and if they ever come to light, then, you know. Well, when you do announce things, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at my website, whatever.scalzy.com. Alternately, just type the word whatever into Google. Number one hit. Yep. Well, when you've done, you know, you've been at the same place for 15 years. and The uh, algorithm has noticed you. The algorithm has noticed you. Beware Skynet. <laughs> well, thank you for taking time to talk to us today. Thank you. We appreciate it. We wish you all the best, and we will find you on the interwebs. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take bye. care.